Welcome to episode number two of Be the Sought After Entrepreneur podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Thompson, and I'm so excited you're here today. And I hope you enjoyed the first episode and my candid response to why I originally became an entrepreneur. As you know, this week is a big week because we're dropping a bunch of episodes to kick off the launch of the podcast. Not just a big week, it's a big month, y'all. In today's episode, I'm sharing with you the three pillars I believe all entrepreneurs need to create consistent income in their business. But it goes much, much deeper than just creating the income, friends. But before we jump into today's episode, I want to invite you to rate and review the show. I never want this to be a one-way conversation, so I'd be forever grateful to hear your thoughts and also give you a big shout out for doing it. Yes, I feature one listener of the week. Going forward, I'll be doing that. So if you want to be shouted out and put in front of my audience, then please rate and review the show. Now, in the meantime, stick around to hear the three pillars I believe are essential for all entrepreneurs if they want to create consistent income without burning out. After generating over a million dollars in sales and selling one of her businesses with a single email, your host, Katherine Thompson, takes an unconventional approach to marketing and sales. So if you're ready to tap into a more powerful way to be seen, heard, and a sought-after entrepreneur in your industry without having to spend endless hours marketing your business and chasing clients, you're in the right place. Be the Sought-After Entrepreneur Podcast is here to help you ditch the cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all approach to marketing and use your unique energy to effortlessly attract the most aligned clients. When you do this, you can spend less time marketing your business and more time doing your soul work and enjoying the richness of your life. Welcome to Be the Sought After Entrepreneur Podcast. And here's your host, Katherine Thompson. Hey, hey to all of my listeners. Thank you for being here today. I don't think I can say that enough. Honestly, I'm just so grateful that you're joining me, tuning in today. And if you missed the first episode, it's all good. I'm not going to judge you. But I highly recommend that you have a listen because I share with you why Be The Sought After Entrepreneur came to life and why my purpose for being an entrepreneur has shifted and why I'm glad I waited to launch this podcast. Let's just say the wait was totally worth it. And I know that's hard to hear sometimes when we want this thing, we're looking to create this thing, birth this thing, turn our idea into this amazing creation. So waiting can feel so restless and uneasy and uncomfortable. But I just want to say that something so beautiful in waiting to introduce something to the world when the timing is right. And I totally believe the timing is right. So let's dive into the three pillars I believe all entrepreneurs need to create consistent income in their business. But beyond that, I want to talk about how these pillars are going to not only help you create consistent income but they're going to help you create that fulfillment, joy, and deep appreciation for the work that you do and the people that you serve, which is why a lot of us are in this, right? Money for me isn't and has never been the driving force behind what I do. So you're going to learn pretty quickly that everything I share has a much deeper meaning than just more money, more clients. Even though that's a universal thing all entrepreneurs resonate with because it's what most entrepreneurs are chasing, right? But if you're like the majority of entrepreneurs I work with, money is actually just a byproduct of getting to do the work that you love and the freedom that it affords, or at least the perceived freedom that you're chasing. The only issue is most struggling entrepreneurs are so focused on the money and the clients or the lack thereof. And I get it. 
money is needed to run your business. But I'm sure you've all heard the saying by Tony Robbins, and maybe you haven't, but you've heard some iteration of it, where your energy flows, your attention goes. So when we focus our energy heavily on getting more clients, more sales, more money, or we're preoccupied with not having enough clients, enough money, enough sales, you can imagine what happens, right? We waste a lot of our energy creating the very thing we don't want in our business. Lack of money, lack of sales, lack of clients. So these three pillars that I'm going to share with you today are what I believe will change the landscape of business, marketing, and how we actually show up to attract what's aligned with our energy. And why I think it's going to change the landscape, because the landscape right now in the business world and the marketing space is heavily, heavily masculine driven, right? You see a lot of these sales tactics that are like, go out, reach out, do all this outreach, do all these phone calling, book all these calls, you know, prospect right? It's very masculine, initiating and chasing energy. And sometimes our energy, well, all the time, our energy attracts how we're putting that out into the world, right? So if we're coming from a lack and a chase and a push, those are the types of clients we're going to attract into our life. And that's not always what we want. But you're going to learn why this is happening. Because with everything that I teach, I want to offer you the information. But more importantly, I want to offer you ways you can apply it and integrate it. There's enough information flying around the interwebs right now. We are in an information age. It's at your fingertips. You can Google pretty much anything. And in theory, these things sound great. But the problem is most people have no idea how to apply it or integrate it into their life, into their being and into their business so that they can actually experience the thing that they want. They can actually experience the change that they're seeking. But even more importantly than that, I want to give you an idea of how you can trust your own inner knowing to pick and choose what works for you and what resonates with you. Because everything that I say and the way that I do things in my business, not everything's going to resonate with you. And that is perfectly okay because my truth isn't the truth. But by teaching you what is true for me and how I discovered that, I hope you'll start trusting in yourself to make decisions that work for you and your business, right? So the first pillar is embodying your truth. This is a huge one. So if you're sitting here or maybe you're out for a walk and you can't write this down, but I highly recommend that you take some notes if you can, because being an entrepreneur has definitely picked up in popularity. We've seen a massive influx over the last year because of COVID, people having to bring their businesses on line. But we've seen this trend over the last five years. And now more than ever, people are starting to think it sounds like a pretty great gig, right? And I have to agree with them. I actually think being an entrepreneur is a great gig. And because sales is the driving force behind businesses, that's also the first place people focus their efforts, getting more sales, making more money, landing more customers. Now, I'm not saying this is wrong. But when we aren't grounded in our truth and embodying it at its core, what happens is we lose sight of who we are in the process very, very quickly. And you and I can both agree that the entrepreneurial journey tests every ounce of our identity, right? It's not like a corporate job where you can go for eight hours, come home, check out on evenings and weekends. Most entrepreneurs that I know think about their business 24-7 or maybe not while they're sleeping. Some of them might be dreaming about it while they're dreaming. I don't know. But they take it very personally when things don't go their way or the way they expect it, right? We internalize it. We personalize it. They don't like my product. They don't like the service I'm offering, right? So if you enter into business without being grounded in your truth, 
the road is going to be very, very rocky. You heard me share the story why I became an entrepreneur. It was to escape corporate. And most people live their lives trying to escape things. Most people aren't living in their truth. So they start business hoping it will bring them happiness, fulfillment, and freedom. But they aren't prepared for the effort and the work it's going to take. Not only the work that's going to take to actually grow the business, but that whole personal inner work that it's going to take to get their business off the ground and growing, let alone having to do all the things like marketing, administration, bookkeeping, tech support, and the list goes on, right? So if you had a corporate job, I had a corporate job, you could go away at the end of the day and sort of check out and come back and reintegrate back into the office and keep carrying on. And maybe you had projects on your plate that lasted a year, right? Where when you own a brick and mortar, you own your own business, the to-do list or the checklist that you're working from, right? It doesn't go away. You have to come back the next day or you're working into the all hours of the night trying to finish up on things so that you can start your day fresh. So it really does test who you are. So what does embodying your truth mean? It really starts with having the unwavering trust in what you want, what best suits you and following the path that isn't necessarily the one that makes the most sense. Okay, so again, you know, most people are living from this survival, this escape place and they don't really know who they are they don't know the things that they want they don't even know how to tune in to their own intuition to help guide them so they're seeking the answers outside of themselves they're seeking the answers from a coach or a mentor but knowing this and understanding this is only half the battle again most people feel the urge that pull that they are meant for more maybe you felt that somewhere along the way most entrepreneurs i talked to felt this need to do something better with their life or fulfill a deeper purpose that isn't being currently lived, right? And they spend months, years trying to figure it out, stuck in that old head of theirs going around and around and around hoping they will get some clarity, certainty. But here's the thing, our brains are not in the driver's seat. I know, it's completely counterintuitive. Most people are like, you know, come up with an idea, think your way through it. But our brains are not meant to guide us. Our bodies are. We are actually meant to make the majority of our decisions below our shoulders. That's where the first inkling of decision comes. And that's why in that the pit of your stomach, you feel this nudge, this urge to want to do something bigger and better. That's why it starts there. That spark and that fire starts below the shoulders, right? We're actually meant to make the majority of our decisions, like I said, below the shoulders. And yet we spend so much of our time up in that old noggin of ours, trying to think our way out of whatever current situation that we're in. And this is what it looks like. Okay, so just to give you an example of like, what this looks like in the real world, it's wanting to start a business, wanting more clients, wanting more money and fixating and overthinking on how you're going to get them, right? So you think your way to a solution, but you're disconnected from your why. You're disconnected from why you actually want more clients, more sales, or the business. For me, it was to escape corporate. And so no matter what decision I made and what business I decided to start, I was likely not going to be happy in it because I was making a decision from a place of like, get me out of this current situation that I'm in. And so I didn't have the clear knowing in my gut of guts. I knew there was an urge. I knew I was craving something different. I knew I was meant to do and serve in a different way than I was. But I didn't give myself enough time to sort of pause and embody 
the actual thing I wanted. I had worked in corporate for so long that I had lived out of alignment for so long. I didn't even know what living in alignment meant. I didn't even know what it looked like, right? I didn't even know that I was out of alignment. I just thought I was unhappy and maybe I was weird or different. And like, does everybody else feel this way? Why can't I just be happy? But it took a long time to sort of take that pause. It took four years of working in a brick and mortar that just wasn't in alignment with me, right? Another widely popular thing is the I help statement. We hear a lot of gurus and coaches and mentors teaching this I help statement. This, you know, get clear on who you help, why you help them. But the only problem is we spend so much time trying to figure it out in our brains, what this is and how to write it. The thing is, most people aren't actually connected to it at their soul level, meaning they wrote it from their brain with the hope of getting it right. And we see this so much in business mentorship world. Like I mentioned, it's designed exactly like the teacher student relationship where the teacher assigns this work to you do this niching down help I help statement, right? Do this niching down exercise. And then when you're done and complete, submit it back for feedback. The problem is, most of us have gone through the traditional education system where we were graded based on the content that we gave back to our teacher, whether it was an English essay or whether it was a math exam, right? We were graded based on how well we did, whether we got it right or wrong. So we're so conditioned to operate in that mentality. It's why most struggling entrepreneurs stay stuck in the niching phase forever because they're trying to come up with an idea in their brain and they spin for months, even years thinking, is this going to work? Is this the right niche? Am I saying it in the right way? You know, this is this right or wrong mentality instead of tuning into what's happening below the neck. So I want to take a minute here and sort of pause. Even hearing these words as you're hearing me say it, how's that registering for you? Are you resonating with it? Do you feel like, yeah, this is exactly what I'm doing? What's happening in your body right now, right? Because we don't give ourselves the freedom and the ability to really tune into that intuition. We don't give ourselves the ability or allow that intuition and deep inner knowing to guide us. We're scared that that intuition, we've been taught that that intuition is going to lead us astray, right? And so if we just follow the leader, follow the rules, abide by what everybody's saying, we're going to get it right eventually, right? So standing in your truth and living it comes when you actually embody it. Not when you take in all this information, you read all this stuff on embodiment and consume all this content that's being thrown at you. That's not embodying it. You actually have to live it meaning your desires and dreams are in alignment with the way you show up in the world. And integrity, I cannot say this enough, integrity lies at the heart of embodiment, right? Are you living the life that you want to live? Are you being true to yourself? Or are you taking clients on and work on that doesn't actually light you up, but pays your the bills, right? Are you standing in who you are? Do you believe in what you do? And are you actually connected to it? This is a big one for me. You know, I, when I started in the online space two years ago, I did the same thing you guys did. I went through the I help statements because that's what people told me I needed to do. Write this I help statement. It's going to get really, help you get really clear on who you help and who you serve, but it also helps them understand. The problem was I was never connected to it because I wasn't connected to my sole purpose, right? I didn't even know what that was. I was still trying to create from my brain. 
I was still trying to create from, can I get this right? Is this the right direction for me? Right. And if you find yourself asking, what's my purpose? Am I on the right path? There's likely you're not living in that embodied truth, right? You're not really stopping to pause for a moment. This is where the pause and the waiting gets really freaking uncomfortable. Gets really uncomfortable because we want things to happen quickly. We're looking for that quick fix, right? Episode one, I talk about that. That's what my brick and mortar was, was a quick fix. Problem is those don't last. It's like buying a pair of shoes and having that buyer's remorse that you just spent 100 or two or five on a pair of shoes or thousand dollars on a handbag, whatever your vice is, right? We get this remorse where we're like, oh man, why did I do that? Can I return it? Problem is I couldn't return my business after 14 days, right? Or I want you to ask yourself, are you emulating what others are doing because it looks like it's working for them? I see this so much in the online space. We do this. I did this, right? I hired a coach and then I thought, "Mm, I'm going to follow exactly what my coach tells me to do. And Sometimes we get the results, we get results, but they're not like really big results. Or we felt after we got the results, we're like, oh, man, like that was hard. I had to push hard for that, right? I never really felt in flow. So you can still emulate people and follow these proven processes that everybody's selling and still get results. You just might not feel very good in it. And that's why a lot of the stuff that I talk about falls so much deeper than just getting more clients and getting more money because the desire to get more clients and more money to me is just surface level, right? We have to get to the root or the bottom of why you want more clients and why you want more sales. And oftentimes when we are driven by more clients, more sales, more money, it's a very shallow reason why we want it, right? We're not doing it from a place of service. We're not doing it from a place of, you know, I can help more people, right? It's just, it's feeling that ego that ego in your head that's like more clients, more money, more sales makes me more successful and makes me feel better about myself because it's proven that what I'm doing works, right? So I want you to ask yourself, are you selling something that you know you can sell, but it's not actually something you love selling? Are you jumping from course to course, mentor to mentor, coach to coach, seeking the answer, the solution to the thing you lack like sales? Are you looking to these coaches and mentors, putting them up on this pedestal where they're, you know, going to give you all the answers and all the tools that are going to somehow explode your business? I never, ever want you to put me on a pedestal. And I've said this to people. And most of my clients look at me and say, Catherine, you look at me like in the eyes. I see you. You treat everybody equally. You know, you look at us all sort of the same. There's no hierarchy. I'm not about hierarchy. I'm not about, you know, look at me. I know more. I'm better than you. None of that. I don't want you to put me on a pedestal because I think each and every one of my clients and my audience has the power within them to create whatever they want. Lovely business, amazing, successful business, marriage, life, whatever you want, whatever you desire and how you desire it, you have the power to do it, right? So another question for you, are you spending way more time consuming content and information online, hoping that that's going to prepare you to get ready to launch or give you more information that just that one more thing is going to tip you over to get you ready? Are you saying all the affirmations, journaling, meditating and doing all the personal development stuff, but nothing works? You know, I was told for years that I should journal, right? I even had a mentor once was like, you need to journal and you need to do a gratitude journal and you need to do it every morning. And none of that felt good to me, like none of it. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to journal and do this gratitude stuff. And and I'm not opposed to gratitude, right? I think being grateful for what you have is so, so important. 
but I just never could get into my body when I was doing it. I just never felt good for me. Whereas meditating feels so amazing when I feel ungrounded or I feel like I'm starting to kind of spin out of control. I either go outside barefooted and put my feet in the grass or I go for a walk with not a phone, nothing in my ears, no noise. I just walk around or I sit in pure silence. But meditation is a big one for me. But what is happening in the world out there is that everybody's seeking the thing that's going to unlock the power to getting more sales, getting more clients. They're like, well, someone said I should meditate. Someone said I should do breath work. And I'm going to try this other tactic. Who knows what, right? The problem is you're just chasing. You're chasing the thing that you think is going to give you the answers and help you unlock this infinite wealth in your business. But the problem is, that's already within you. You don't need to go do more things, right? I say, have a toolkit of things that work for you, but not because some mentor told you to go journal or somebody told you that you should do, you know, meditation for 45 minutes or that you should do breath work or somatic work or whatever it is. Maybe for you, it's like actually painting or going to a pottery class. I took pottery this year and absolutely loved it. Right. I got to get into my body and play with clay. And man, it taught me a lot, not just about actual pottery and the phonetics of it. Right. Because even then I was in my mind, I'm like, I got to get this right. It is really feeling into your body and how your body works with the clay and the clay works with your body. So some things like that are far more powerful than what some coach or mentor is telling you you need to do. Right. And so it's that whole chasing. And so every time my clients come to me, and they're like, well, just, I need to know what would you say? And how would you say it? Or I need to know what to do. I get them to ground in the energy behind why they're asking that question. And I say, what is it about that question? Are you wanting some type of result? Are you attached to some result? Like if I do meditation, I'm going to land 15 clients. Because if you're operating from that perspective, there's going to be so much resistance that shows up and so much block. You're actually blocking the very thing that you want in your life because you're trying to orchestrate it. And we can't orchestrate our lives as much as we want to control it and grip it and never let go of it. We can't do that. And that translates into business, right? We grip our business so tightly. We want to get everything just so perfect. If we just do this thing, right? And I see all of us, these high achievers, were so fixated on wanting to get it right. And that's because we've been conditioned our whole lives that there's a right and a wrong way to do things. So you feel like you're doing something wrong, right? You feel like I can't get this to work, therefore I must be doing something wrong. But in reality, it's just that you're forcing and pushing and you're trying all these things for reasons that are not really your embodied truth. So if we're not connected in our body, like I said, with our why and why we're doing it, or if we're disconnected from what it is, we think that that sales and the clients and the more the money is going to prove something in our lives and prove something in our business. There's that disconnect there too. It's going to be disconnected from your being, right? Be the sought after entrepreneur. You've heard the saying, be, do, have right? And I love sayings and I love quotes, but be, do, have for most of us have no idea how to implement that, how to be the person now in order to achieve the things we want in the future. Nobody knows how to do that. I'm going to be breaking this down over the next few weeks and months because I think it's such a huge, important topic. It's easy for people to say things, 
be, do, have, or where your energy flows, your attention goes, right? But like, how do you actually apply and integrate it into your life? So you can probably see why this is so important. And how when we don't embody our truth and stand in it in an unwavering way, how things become a little mucky, maybe even a little rocky, maybe even turbulent, right? Chaos. If you feel a lot of chaos in your life, I do believe that you can create from chaos. I totally believe that. But I feel like if you're always living in a state of chaos, there's something within you that isn't grounded in that truth. It's also what cultivates your emotional intelligence. Something I know we are missing in the leadership coaching space. And I call all leadership coaches to tap into this emotional intelligence because and start to really ground yourself in it. And what does it mean? Because it's about cultivating resiliency. And again, something we don't talk about enough in the online space of how to actually cultivate resiliency. So when we don't hit our goals, when we have a tech glitch, when we have a negative review, or we get this comment that just sets us spiraling down the negative tunnel of like, ah, how do I deal with this, right? It's that being able to create that core stability within you that's resilient, and that can stand up no matter what, because you're in your living your truth, right? So you know how you're showing up, right? This resiliency that we can cultivate from that emotional intelligence helps us deal with things with grace instead of that like frantic, panicked energy. And you know what that is all about. I'm sure it's resonating with you where you feel like, I don't know what to do. I want to, you know, quit. How do I do this? I don't want to go on, right? So it's it's really helping you develop and create that inner peace within you. And when we come from a peaceful place, watch what happens around you, right? When we can come from a grounded, a salt, rock solid place. We talk about business foundations so much. We talk about building the foundation, creating the blueprint, setting goals, working towards things. But your foundation within your business is so, so indicative of the leader that's running it. And I'm a firm believer that we often hear you aren't your business, right? So this might be an unpopular opinion for people, but I don't believe that. I really don't believe it because I ran my brick and mortar business. And while we were experiencing great growth and a lot of sales, the inner workings of the business wasn't working. And so it's not sustainable, right? So you can build and have profit with the inner workings of your business that don't aren't great. But it's not going to be sustainable for a long period of time, right? So if you're in it for the long haul, you've got to think about sustainability as much as you think about profitability. And again, a lot of people don't think about that. They create business systems and functions and they show up and they build their business on this rocky ground that isn't sustainable. And I'm not just talking about systems and things in your business and structures. I'm talking about the people that are actually running it. Because if you're not running it from a place of emotional intelligence, that's going to get translated to people that you hire, right? If you come from a place of chaos and scattered and winging it, rest assured that your employees are going to feel that energy. And they're also going to show up in that way in your business, right? So that's the first pillar. It's really grounding yourself in your embodied truth. It's so, so, so important. The second pillar is magnetic messaging that attracts the right type of clients into your business. We are in the business of words. I don't care what anybody says, whether that is written email, social media posts, speaking at an event, everything that we do revolves around our ability to express what we do 
and why people should care. But here's the thing. 93% of communication is nonverbal. I want you to, I want that to sink in for a moment. 93% of communication is nonverbal. And yet the majority of the marketing and business world teach brain-based ways of selling. They focus on giving you templates, scripts, easy one, two, three steps for writing better copy, building a business, growing your business, scaling your business. That's why we see so many people selling proven processes that work. But, and this is a big but, if 93% of communication is nonverbal, it's no wonder the templates, scripts, one, two, three steps, follow the leader style messaging and copywriting support doesn't work all that well. Or it might work, but you end up getting clients that aren't aligned with you. And that varies depending on who you are trying to attract, right? But it can look like, and I've had this happen, clients who want you to get them results, right? They're gripping so hard. They want those results. They're desperate for those results. So if you show up in an energy of desperate wanting to get clients, wanting to get more money, wanting to get more sales, you're going to attract clients in that same regard. No matter what you put out and how you write things, your energy is the most powerful force in any room doesn't matter, right? And it's proven 93% is nonverbal. And so you get these clients that are also desperate, gripping, want results, desperate for results, and they're looking to you to get those results for them. Or it can look like clients who love you one day and are like, yeah, you're amazing. You helped me. And then one day when things go sideways for them, they hate you. How could you let this happen to me? How could you let this happen to my business? That goes back to the resiliency right? Is that resiliency of being able to stand in your truth. When we're not resilient, and we don't stand in our truth, and we haven't cultivated that resiliency, any little wobble creates this rockiness in us. And then we lash out, we get angry, we get frustrated. I'm hoping this is resonating with you all, right? Or the clients who are terrified to take action. If you are somebody who's terrified to take action, and you're feel like, oh, man, I just can't do this. or I don't think it's going to work for me. I'm going to put this out there, but I'm not going to put that much effort into it. because I just really want, you know, not to put a ton of effort in because I don't know if it's going to work. You're likely going to attract those people into your sphere that also feel the same thing and are really, really terrified to take action. So you're going to spend a ton of time coaching them just to like take the first step or the second step. And maybe that's what you want to do, right? Maybe that's what you want to do, right? But I want you to take a look and inventory right now in your business the type of clients that are like, I love working with that client, they were amazing. And these are the reasons why. But also take inventory of like, these clients weren't really aligned with me. It doesn't make the client bad. It doesn't make the person bad. It's just your energy and your vibe and what you're looking to achieve, it might not align with you. And that is perfectly okay. Because your energy, like I said, is the most powerful force in any room you walk into. It's that energy your audience feels, regardless of the words you say, or right? So you can plug and play all you want. But if your energy is off, and coming from like I said, that needy place, that will come through in your content. And your audience is going to feel it. That is why embodying your truth is so important. Because when you do that, you start to express your authentic self, instead of emulating what everybody else is doing, instead of looking at, you know, so and so's doing this, so I'm going to try this strategy, or you know, this person does this really well. So I'm going to take a bit of this strategy, you really start to trust that the message you want to share is the one that others want to hear, right? Instead of like overthinking it. And you're going to stop following the scripts and templates. And in fact, you'll start to embrace the creative process. 
This is where the magic happens. Think of it like paint by numbers, right? Well, people create beautiful and unique pieces because you get to paint by numbers. You get to pick whatever color you want. They all still look kind of similar, right? So if you put them all side by side, yeah, the colors are different, but it's the same image. It's the same kind of style. So it's all coloring within the lines. And this makes standing out really hard because they aren't different enough. And it's within our differences where we actually start to stand out. So if you gave people a blank canvas, which I encourage all of my clients to create from a blank canvas and let them freely come up with their own work of art, the truth of what they want to create comes out. Let me repeat that. If you allow people to create from a blank canvas and literally let them freely come up with what they want, the truth is going to show on that canvas. It's also 100% unique and authentic. And that is what helps you stand out online. But it can't happen when you're living from a place that is disconnected from your core. I'm always intrigued by my clients that I attract. They are all amazing, strong, powerful, highly intelligent people. And each and every one of them has said to me, Catherine, I don't like following scripts. It feels so unnatural. And you can probably guess what my response is. Good. Because I hate following scripts. I don't like frameworks. I don't like shoving myself into a box. It is always greeted, though, with a little bit of shock. Because most coaches, most messaging and copywriting coaches give you some type of script or template to follow. And in fairness, most entrepreneurs believe that is what they need. But it's not. Authentic self-expression, your unwavering truth in your unique message, and sharing it in energy that's aligned with you is what makes all the difference. All the difference in standing out. And the third and final pillar is visibility and credibility. People need to see and hear from you. Duh. (laughs) This is not news breaking content by any stress, right? We need to be seen and they've got to think that you are an authority in what you're selling, that you're credible, that what you're teaching makes sense, is going to help them, whatever it is. Now, this doesn't mean showing up on all the platforms, posting every day. In fact, being visible and establishing credibility has nothing to do with the frequency in which you do it other than your energetic frequency. But I'm talking about the number of times you show up on LinkedIn or Facebook or social media or how many calls you book or how many leads you generate. It has nothing to do with the frequency in which you're showing up that's going to help you get more visible and create that credibility or establish that credibility with your audience. And I'm going to discuss more about that on episode five. So tune in there to hear my thoughts on where you can get more eyes on your content in a good way. And that's aligned with your energy. But the moral of the story is being visible, but also showcasing your credibility so that people see you as an authority in your industry has nothing to do with how often you show up online. Most entrepreneurs I work with downplay both of these things, actually, the visibility and the credibility. They either fear being judged or showing up online, showing their face on video, whatever it might be. But they also are high achievers. I attract a lot of high achievers and they don't want to share their credentials or the the education that they have or how successful they are and how powerful they are and what they do. But they also want to get things perfect the first time, right? They're high achievers. 
They're naturally trained in an academic system, whether they have an undergraduate, master's, PhD. They've gone through the education system and they are so ingrained of getting it right and being judged for what they're putting out there as right or wrong. But even more so, they hate tooting their own horn. So they don't like tooting their own horn. They don't really want to like, hey, look at me. I'm so awesome. And they feel like, you know, that takes away from who they are and what they are. They don't want to be that tooting horn type of person. They don't want to be the braggy type of person that's ingrained in their mind. So I know it's something I struggled with in the online space for sure, because so much of what I was being taught was sharing this sort of rag to riches story too. And I didn't fit into that. I'm highly educated with an undergraduate in marketing. I have a master's in communication where I graduated at the top of my class. My thesis work won awards. I traveled to the Philippines. I was selected to do a private showcase and a gallery of all the photography work that I did from the Philippines. I had a very successful career in corporate, and then I eventually transitioned to entrepreneurship, which I've achieved great success in as well. I always felt like my story didn't carry the punch that the rags to riches stories did. But I'm super proud of my education and the success I've experienced, even without that sort of like rock bottom story, so to speak. And I know a lot of women that I attract are like, I don't really have that rock bottom story. Yeah, we've hit obstacles and experienced failures and rejections, but we don't really have this like rags to riches or this very like rock bottom low moment where we pulled ourselves out of the depth of it. And not to dismiss or put down people that have experienced that. It's just that I know when we got into the online space, it was like, you need to tell a story that like having to triumph over, you know, this rock bottom moment, right? And I was just like, I don't really have that. I mean, I'm super proud of where I've come from and the success I've experienced. And like I said, I've, ex- I've experienced a lot of failure and rejection and people turning me down and not wanting what I have to offer or whatnot, right? So my point is the story, regardless of whether you think it fits the mold or not is really worth sharing. Even if you don't think it's unique enough, like, well, I don't really have a unique story. It's still worth sharing because there's people out there that are going to be attracted and resonate with what you have to share, right? It's this that starts to get you seen and establishes that credibility. So it's not trying to fit your story into, like I said, a script that you have to take people from a regs to riches or this like rock bottom moment, right? When you put yourself into that script and you try to force that story, that's what actually either attracts the wrong type of people into your sphere, or it creates that resistance, right? It feels very forced and very pushed. And again, everybody feels that that energy, right? So again, too, it might be an unpopular opinion, but I personally believe in education. And I believe in being educated, whether that's a traditional way or educated through experience. I believe in selling something that you have education and or experience in. And what I'm seeing a lot in the online space, especially in the online space is selling things from a place of knowledge. Maybe they read a book, maybe they've you know taken a couple online courses, but it's not from a place of knowing. So they're selling this knowledge, like I can help you with this thing but they actually haven't experienced it or got the experience where they are teaching from a place of knowing. So, but if you aren't showing up in a way where you are visible and not just posting content for the sake of posting content, but creating from a place of embodied truth and authentic self-expression, then it makes it really hard to be visible and establish credibility. Again, goes back to that whole energy because your audience feels when what you're doing isn't aligned with your energy and the energy of your truth, right? Your audience can feel when it's scripted or when it's like put into a box or when you're not really feeling it, they can feel that energy. So 
those are the three pillars that I truly, truly believe that all entrepreneurs need to create that consistent income. But again, to really come from a place of like fulfillment and joy and appreciation for the work that you get to do. Because as a creative, as an entrepreneur, as an innovator, you know, that's what we're driven by that sort of inner light, that spark of creation. And if we're not connected to it, we're not going to create magnetic messaging. And if we're not creating magnetic messaging, then we're not going to be visible or credible to the people that we want to attract into our sphere, right? And that's where there is that disconnect. So again, those are the three pillars all entrepreneurs need to create that consistent income, but at a much deeper level to, you know, attract those aligned clients effortlessly. It is all grounded in the being first and foremost. Okay, it's all grounded in that being. And it's really less about the action that you're doing. So we're all again, sort of fixated on I got to do these things, I got to get, you know, on Clubhouse, I got to get on Pinterest, I got to get on Facebook, maybe it's TikTok, TikTok's going to be the solution. It's really less about doing and more about that being so in the next three episodes, I'm going to break each pillar down even more. Because like I said, this is a lot of content, it's a lot of information, it's a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't talk about in the marketing space, really, right? We talk a lot about strategy and tactics and, you know, follow these framework for attracting more clients and write in this way. And if you write a really good hook, and you write a good subject line in your email, like, you're just going to get more people coming through your door. And yeah, you can write really great hooks, and you can write really great headlines, and someone can show you how to do that. And you might make profit, I'm not going to say that it doesn't work, and that you're not going to make profit you might make profit. But the problem is, is that eventually it's not going to be sustainable. Because the thing that's driving you and the thing that's lighting you up is not in alignment, right? So you're doing these things in your business that don't really bring you joy, that aren't really fulfilling you and, and your purpose, or you feel icky doing it in the moment, right? I, re- I remember hearing a coach tell me that I need to do all this outreach, I need to be on social media and be cr- engaging with looking up hashtags and then engaging with the people in the hashtags. And like, it just felt so icky to me. And I referenced human design. And it's literally changed my life because I'm a four six. And fours are designed to like, look at your community and create and cultivate community and connection. And so this whole like outreach and seeking people out just felt very initiating energy to me. And it just didn't feel good. It wasn't aligned with who I was. Does that mean I didn't try it? I tried it. And, you know, I've seen success with it, but it just didn't feel good for me. And so over time, that spark within me starts to dim a bit. If you're not being and living and standing in your truth and really communicating in an authentic way, you become disconnected and that spark goes away. You might have the willpower or the energy to produce for a while, but it's not sustainable. And we don't want to live, I don't anyways. And a lot of people I attract to my sphere, we don't want to live from a place of feeling like we have to push and force and there's no real creative flow, go back to the blank canvas, you know, I'll leave you with this is, if you had a blank canvas right now, what would you do with it? Because you do, you have the freedom to reinvent, you have the freedom to pivot, you have the freedom to change direction, you have the freedom to do whatever you want. So if you had the blank canvas, what would you do with it? And that's what I'm going to leave you with on this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tune in next week, because it's a good one. Cheers. 
Okay, I know that was a doozy. We covered a lot in this episode. So that's why I want to break it down for you even more. On episode number three, I'm sharing with you why your aura is the most powerful force before you even say a word and how this is highly overlooked in the marketing and business world, which is predominantly masculine driven. Okay, so don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss a thing and tune into the next episode. Cheers. Thanks for listening. We'll see you right back here next time. You can also find us on social media at Creatively Owned and online at creativelyowned.com. Until next time, keep showing up as your authentic self.